Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm speaking to you from West Orange, New Jersey, and I have two remarkable guests for you to meet. David Router from Noosa, Australia, and Lilla Swanson from Scottsdale, Arizona. David is a functional consciousness and energy coach and the author of the book, Conversations Through My Soul of Presence. His amazing ability to see energy enables him to help individuals release embedded patterns of behavior, resulting in stronger personal intuition, enhanced self-healing abilities, and sustainable resilience in their daily lives. David's clients include members of Helping Parents Heal, the inspiring nonprofit organization dedicated to assisting bereaved parents. Lilla is a business professional and shining light parent, which means that even though her daughter Alex has left her physical body, her light has continued to shine in her mother's heart and home. After a tragic car accident ended her daughter Alex's life, a devastated Lilla found her way to David, who helped her to reconnect to her self-love, enhance her intuition, and self-heal her grief. Together, David and Lilla are the founders of Heart and Soul Productions, which was created to share the profound insights and techniques David uses for people who are grieving, have experienced trauma, and more enabling them to replace sadness and loss with self-love and gratitude. This is going to be a very moving interview that will showcase the healing work Lilla did with David after she lost her daughter, Alex, and Alex's directive to Lilla to bring David and his healing gifts to the world. It is my honor to be a part of that directive by introducing all of you to Lilla and David on Grief and Rebirth podcast today. But first, please stay tuned while I take a quick minute to show some love to our sponsors. We'll be right back. Lilla and David, I want to warmly welcome you both to Grief and Rebirth podcast. Let's begin our interview with this question for David. While other little boys played with cars and trucks, you played with energy and communicated with the spirits of those who had passed. Then when you grew up, you became a highly successful chef in both Australia and New Zealand. Then a life-changing wake-up call, a profound near-death experience completely transformed your life. Please share your journey to embrace the amazing gift you were born with. <laughs> Hi, Irene. Hi, David. Yeah, I've I've had a, probably a little bit different life. Um, as a child, I could see um, ghosts and I could see stuff just moving around, and I could just send um, even from when I was 
just probably four or five years old. I think the first ghost I saw got quite a shock when I could see it and I sent it to the light. But um, it's not always been, it's not always easy being a little bit different. And um, I used to, I remember walking around my home when um, someone was sick and I'd say what is like a flowing prayer, what I call a flowing prayer. And um, you, you just send energy to people to help them heal. But it's also, you're always connecting to that person's spirit because all healing starts basically with, with the person's spirit because it is the backbone of absolutely everything. And yes, um, as I got older, it was pretty hard because knowing when people are going to go to the other side and insisting friends call their, call their parents or, or something, it's not always easy. And then I sort of shut off for quite a while because it's not great knowing all that sort of stuff, you know? So, um, but I mean, <clears throat> if you can channel, you can channel, and if you can see energy, you can always do it. But um, I started again, probably towards the end of my twenties, when everything wasn't working out fairly well in my life, because if you suppress your intuition and your instinct, then you make a lot of dopey decisions, you know? And also I wasn't as, I wasn't very happy. So um, once I started again, but I had to learn to rechannel again, which is why I've helped a lot of mediums on what to do and how they can turn, actually turn off because there's a lot of mediums don't know how to turn on, turn off. But as far as my work, it opened up um, quite a plethora of things. And I thought, well, there's a lot of people who I knew who were going, having a lot of trouble with anxiety. Um, a lot of people who had burnout and things like that. And I said, look, can you, do you mind if I try and help you? And then it just turned into a full-time job. But before that, I did work as a chef um, and it's not a real easy profession. Um, you know, you've got restaurants going here, there and everywhere and it's stress on all day. Well, that was a gift well. also that you had to be able to do something like that, would you Sorry? say? That was quite a gift also for you to, to uh, um, well, as strange as it might sound, when you're tuned into the essences and elements, it's real easy to put stuff together. You don't even have to try it sometimes. You know what it's going to taste like. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so after being a chef for donkey's years, I just had had enough and I was sick of it. And um, I bought a concrete truck um, with the influence of my um, ex-brother-in-law who unfortunately has passed over. But um, yeah, I was, I hadn't long bought it and I was driving down the road on a Friday afternoon and um, it was the last delivery of the day and there was, was a long weekend and um, we're going up the highway to a, um, where they're building a bridge and uh, the whole, the whole of everything just shut down very quickly and I'm doing a hundred kilometers an hour and then like a, a concrete trucks are really, they're top heavy. You know, they tip over very easily. People don't realize that. And um, so if I kept going, I would have run into um, all these um, cars full of family. And all of a sudden I thought, well, I can't do that. So I swung off the road because um, I had nowhere to go. I couldn't pull up quick enough. And so um, you were looking at, you were going to just crash. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Basically, you know, I was going to kill, you know, 
families in front of me if I kept going. There's no way I could have done that. So I just, they were building a new road on the side and I just swung over the side there. And um, as soon as I swung over the truck over the side, I had a complete out of body experience and I was looking down in the truck and I'm looking at the truck swinging. I'm thinking, how the hell is that not falling over? Because they only get to about there and they tip. Cause I'd, I'd had the truck sitting on three wheels a couple of times. And um, yeah, all of a sudden my grandfather was driving, driving the concrete truck with my uncle sitting in it. And I'm just looking down just as a passenger. This is your deceased grandfather. Yeah. And your deceased <laughs> uncle, you saw your deceased Yeah, they're both, they were both deceased. And um, so I just kept going down until I got to the other side of the road and I'm just watching this all happen. And then as the truck got to the other side of the road, I felt myself come back into my body, which was quite an experience as well. And um, I remember it was, it was really strange because I was putting on the maxi brakes and it's like I'm not, it wasn't even in my body and, and I was just, you can imagine how much I was shaking. And then when I, ho I hopped out of the truck and I looked what I'd driven over and like, there wasn't a scratch on the truck, but I shouldn't have been able to drive over what I drove over. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there was, <laughs> there's no way in the world the whole truck should have been a write-off. There should be nothing left. I drove over the whole lot, got to the other side, put on the brakes. Well, not a problem. And that's when I heard, basically heard my grandfather say, do what you're meant to be doing, my boy. So, uh, say it again, what did your grandfather say? He basically said, do what you're meant to be doing, my boy. Wow, and did you get right away what that was? Oh, I knew what he was talking about, because I'd already been, I, always, I was always doing that part-time as well, you know? Right, wow, wow. Um, you're a functional consciousness and energy coach. So people are saying, what is that, David? And what does a person's energy look like to you? And what are some of the insights and techniques you use to inspire people to live life to the fullest? So basically every day I get what is a download. A download, um, okay. Download. Downloading how to help people, if you like. Your spirit guides or... Um, yeah, basically, yeah. And they show me how to move energy, what to do, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's, I've been, every day is a lesson without fail. Some days it's an hour, some days it might be three or four hours, depending wow. on. So, but the thing is, when I, when I look at people, they look a little bit like um, electric board. So basically, as I look through them, I can see where they're blocked and Basically, we all have lots of blocks all the way through our bodies. So where our body isn't moving, it is basically either moving, it's not moving because of stress, something we've gone through, something we've experienced. Um, and we need to just shift all those blocks and it goes back to a lot of ways. But it, as we, it's our energy and our consciousness have to work and they have to move. So if our energy doesn't move, um, if you've ever heard of epigenetics, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's where our energy takes on what is around us. So what I found is that if our energy isn't moving, we take on more what's going on around us, which means that we don't often know um, what's, because we take on those feelings, we take on those situations, we take them on as ourselves which basically means that sometimes 
we think it's all about us, but it's not. Okay. So this means that we can actually change and actually find how to use our energy because not all energy is good energy. And not all conscious is good consciousness. Yeah. So as we find how to move our energy, then straight away, we can learn to use the whole consciousness of our, of our body because most of the time it's stuck up in here and it's got to be through our body. But when we meet somebody for the first time, it's like we know exactly what that person's like because we can read them, yeah? Because everybody scans, everybody doesn't realize that it's like, you know, because our whole body is like a big satellite dish. As soon as you meet them, you know what they're like. They haven't said a word, but hey, we know they're sleazy, they're not very nice, or hey, we want to get to know them. But you've got to be able to do that to you. So I teach people that how you, how you just scan that person, how to do it to yourself. So you find out how your body is actually working, it's functioning and where it's not functioning. So where it is functioning, we keep that. And it's, we've got to listen to the subtle energy because physical energy is very loud and it's very rambunctious and it's also quite passive aggressive. So I teach people how to listen to the subtleties and how to listen to subtle energy because that's where we get our true intuition and instinctive messages and that's how we that's how people turn back on right because everybody in some way has detuned or turned off in some part of their life and but it also means that we use all these different types of consciousness also um, everybody thinks that as soon as we have a trauma or something that um, has gone on we bury it deep inside us. Part of that is true, but everybody, everybody's energy or conscious splits 50-50. This means every person I've ever met in my life has got some, like a big ghost of themselves falling behind. I know it sounds weird, but if your energy and your consciousness is sitting out here, it can be easily played with. So that's why I help heaps of people like um, nurses or people highly sensitive people, you know, and there's heaps of highly sensitive people out there, you know, and they don't know why they're walking around on eggshells a lot of the time. It's because you can feel everything that's going on around you. Yeah. And part of everyone else's issues instead of their own. Yeah. So everybody in some way has these bits sitting out here. And when you go through huge trauma, <clears throat> um, a lot of you really is sitting outside, which, um, is what happens when you lose a loved one. And especially if you've gone through something quite traumatic when you've, when that's happened, um, part of you will actually follow that other person to the side. So when you have all types of energy, you know, you have physical energy, but you also have spirit energy. And I teach people how to use their spirit energy. So not only just use their heart, they need to know how to use their soul because that's where all our directives come from. So our soul actually has an energy. It has a consciousness. I teach people how to turn it on. And it, it basically brings people to find what is the confidence in themselves. So people who have lost their confidence or they, they can't even concentrate, they can't sleep. I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole list of things that you help everybody you can help. There's no person you can't help, but it also, turns on what is more innately you 
because you're getting me, like, you help people to help themselves though like you help people yeah. you're giving people themselves. the skills yeah and even from i mean i've worked with all sorts of people from doctors scientists to everybody you know from to little kids but for like scientists they say that they can um do in two weeks what they used to take a month to do and it helps um, like trauma nurses and I've done a lot of work with um, medical community because they all basically get overstimulated by all the stress and the trauma from everybody so they need to be a, they all burn out same as CEOs and everybody like that everybody burns out so as you find how to use your energy and your consciousness um, you turn back on you start to live again and you find all the good stuff in life because otherwise we focus just on the real physical stuff oh i've got to go buy myself a new maserati and it's like oh well it's only just another car right. but we try you know what i mean we try and fill our life with all these physical things but that doesn't make you happy right you know what i'm excited about to listen to you because it seems to me with what people what the world is struggling now with covid and all you have all these emergency workers and these nurses and these medical people, they don't even know that as much as they are helping people, that someone like you can help them with their burnout and their exhaustion exactly. and all yeah. of that, which is so amazing. Which leads me to our friend Lilla here. Lilla, could you tell us about your life? Because I know that this is about what brought you to David and all that. Tell us about your life both before and after your daughter's tragic car accident. And how Alex guided you to heal your grief over your loss, inspiring you to find joy again in her honor. So um, I had a very successful career and uh, was fortunate enough to um, retire early and stay home with the kids. And to me, that meant volunteering at everything I could. So I was ahead of the board of the school. I was, you know, did uh, development for the little league, managed the lacrosse team, did the Girl Scout cookie mom. And so I was really involved and engaged and, uh, and it, it enjoyed being with my children because I learned a lot from them. How many um, children do you have, Lilith? I had, well, I had Alex and I have a son um, that's uh, currently 22, but he was 12 when Alex transitioned. And, um, and they were very close because we spent our summers traveling and so they were best friends. And uh, when Alex uh, transitioned after a car accident, um, I, I didn't have the strength to find a path to heal for myself, but I felt like I had to help. I had to find a path with Pierce because they were so close and he was so young. I didn't want his life defined by losing his sister at 12. And it was such a critical time for him. And also, like I said, they were very, very close. And, um, and so that was what drove me to try and find some way to, to heal him not realizing that um, while I was doing that, I was gonna find a path to heal myself. And I think actually that's probably was the only reason why I was so, uh, I persevered um, regardless of the outcome of who I met and what I did. If, I did, if it didn't work, I just kept moving. Um, and so immediately I started working with grief counselors and psychiatrists and psychologists, more traditional Western approach because that's all I knew. I didn't know anything about energy or spirit. You know, I was a, I, I was a Catholic growing up and Catholicism and, and, and this work doesn't always um, collaborate um, philosophically. So it wasn't something that I was even exposed to. Um, but I, so I started going down a more traditional path 
And one of the women I met was actually a adolescent grief counselor, but she didn't counsel adolescents. She counseled people who counseled adolescents. And so she didn't have an active practice anymore because she was helping those who helped adolescents. And I called her office uh, to see if I could get an appointment because that didn't, I, I read about that, but that wasn't enough for me. So I called to see if I could get an appointment and she actually answered the phone because her receptionist had gone out to lunch. And I explained to her what I was trying to do. And she said, you know, I never answer my phone. I'm going to take this as a sign. I'll meet with you. So I met with her and I explained the situation. My son would not go to see anybody who would not talk about it. And so she said, I will, I will tell you, I will give you the tools and then you can work with him. And then you come back to me every month and you tell me how, how he's progressing. So I did that for about uh, four or five months. And, uh, and then the last time I went in to see her, she reached over to me at the end of the meeting. She grabbed my hands and she said, I don't, I, this has never happened to me before, but your daughter is here. And she is telling me that you are done with me, that uh, you need to continue on your path and that, and that Pierce, Pierce is healing. So I, and then she let go of my hands and she said, I, um, I guess we're done. I, I've never had that happen to me, but I think it's pretty profound. And I'm guessing that you, your daughter is going to help. So I left that meeting and I was a little, I was a little stunned. <laughs> But were you a little annoyed, or were you like inspired, or were you? Well, no, I was inspired. No, I was inspired. I was I was actually really grateful for her honesty because she she showed uh you know she showed uh, authenticity and transparency in an environment where you know she was just as surprised about having Alex there as I was. Um, but she but she was honest in what she said, and it and it you know uh, catapulted me to the next. To the next path, and that path ended up um, through some acquaintances I had um, had recommended these energy guys out of Croatia, who who they they actually channel energy. So I went and met with them, and they were wonderful. Uh, it was like going to the gas station. I'd go to see them, and I would get full up, and I would feel good and be able to sleep. And then a week later, I'd have to go back to the gas station. And after a, a, a couple months of that, I went back to, I asked them if they could teach me how to do it. And they, they wouldn't um, because, they, because they channel. And so I went to the person who introduced me to him and I said, you know, can you, can, do you know anyone who can teach me how to do this? And she said, well, I, I, have, a, I have a woman in, um, in, in, in Australia that I've worked with. And she put me in touch with um, a woman that works with David, who does a lot of energy work. And I worked with Sarah for a while. And then um, I asked Sarah if she could recommend somebody and uh, Sarah said, well, the guy I go to, I call him my energy engineer is David. Um, I will recommend you to him, but I, you, it's really important for you to understand a couple of things about him. One is he expects you to do the work. He, what? You, again, he, expects, what? he expects you to do the work, okay? And, and, and the work, and by that, he expects you to do what he teaches you to do so that you continue to get stronger and heal. And he is not, he will not be someone that you can call, that uh, will channel for you. So he's a person who expects you to do the work. And then, and then once you're strong enough, then you're gone. He doesn't like um, long-term relationships. He, he wants to build the strength and he expects you to take responsibility for your energy and for the practice. And then, uh, and then it's on you. And so I did. And, um, and the first day I worked with David was March of 2014. And that was the first time I slept um, completely. 
And I woke up the next morning and I felt like, I felt like I, I hadn't felt like that in years. Kind of like it was a new day. Um, and while I was far from being healed, I knew that, I, that there was hope. I knew that I had found someone who would, was going to be able to help me find a way to heal. And through that, peers. Um, and so I did. I started to work with David. I work with David uh, regularly. Um, I completely, uh, honestly, in retrospect, um, I was dead inside. I was, a, I was, called, I was, I was completely turned off. Um, and I think there are a lot of reasons for it, but I, uh, so it took a long time to turn back on. Um, but I learned a lot about what was going on around me. Um, I was able to help uh, Pierce, who today is doing extremely well. And, it, and, um, and I, I was able to uh, find joy again and, um, and purpose. And when I finished kind of what I would say, um, I was done with David. Like I, I was ready to go on my own. Um, I had a dream and Alex has only come to me a couple times um, in dreams. And I had a dream and she came to me and said, I brought you to David. I want you to bring him to the world. And I, uh, so then I started recruiting David. It took about three months because he, he's living in Australia. And why does he need, want to travel over the world? And, you know, and he was doing just fine. Did he really? He lives on the beach. I mean, he, a, he lives in a beautiful town. Like, right? But at the time, I didn't realize where he lived and what his life was like to, um, to ask this kind of a, a request from him. But eventually, he agreed. And, um, and then I went to a, uh, um, a lawyer in town to, uh, because I met some people who wanted to include him an event in Sedona, a healing event in Sedona. And so um, I went to an immigration lawyer to get him a visa so that he could actually work in the States. And I was going in asking for a visa that allowed him to work in the States. And the lawyer that I contacted, uh, while I was talking to her, she said, your daughter just came to me and said, he needs an E2, not the visa that you're applying for. Wow. So she and was I, healing also, that's amazing. And I said, and she goes, wow. I, she goes, I don't want to freak you out. She said, but actually, I have, uh, I have a spirit connection and my daughter is an energy healer in New York. I don't tell a lot of people this, but when spirit comes to me, I tell you because I think we should listen to her. And so we did apply for an E2 visa and he got it in record time. Like she's been an immigration lawyer for over 23 years. She said she's never seen an application go, move, move so quickly. And from the time he had his interview until he got his visa was seven days. And she had told me it would be two months before we'd hear from them. That was in uh, November. And in December, the U.S. Uh, stopped accepting visas. Wow. Um, and when we and went the to- the wings of angels. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's all this confirmation that continued to come through. And, um, and so we did that event. And then, you know, my, my background is, is I have a very strong business background in sales, marketing, operations, uh, strategy. And so I basically took all the toolkit I had and I worked to build Dave a website, reach out to a community that might accept him. We got involved with helping parents heal early on. And, um, and it's, you know, it is, it, I've learned a lot, but a lot of what I've learned is that people have to be ready to heal. <clears throat> Um, had I met um, David 
early on, I don't think I, I know I couldn't have done the work and I know that I wouldn't have been open to, uh, to the work. So healing is definitely a personal thing and people have to find their path and, and respect their path. I, um, like I said, you know, my path was convoluted because I really was doing everything for Pierce until I woke up one day and realized that actually I was in a much better place. And that allowed me actually to do more for Pierce. Well, you know, I'm so relating to what you're saying about Pierce, because I'm sure one of the reasons he healed was you were healing. And that made all the difference in the world to him. Um, when I had my accident, um, and our listeners know I was in a terrible car accident, and my husband passed during that accident. When I was in my accident, my son has said to me, Mom, there's been nothing, and I've done the same like you. I've had a similar story where I worked with traditional healers, and then I also worked with energy healers to get to where I am, So, uh, which is why I'm bringing all of this out to the world. And my son has said to me, Mom, there's been nothing worse in my life than watching you in total despair and nothing better than seeing you being able to have joy again. And that is extremely healing for them. Yes, it's for you. Yes, that's that is so a good bravo. Point. I like to tell people, you know, like one of the, you know, you need to heal not just the people around you, but for yourself because it, it affects the ripple effect. It affects people around you. Um, I read that Alex taught you forgiveness, and that David has enabled you to enhance your connection to her. How did how did that work? Well, I think that um, when you, you know, when you lose any, you know, for me, when I lost my child, I, I felt somehow responsible. Like, I think that's just, it's, a, it's an ingrained DNA of, of parenting that, you know, you want to protect your children and you do everything you can to protect your children. And when something this dramatic happens, you know, immediately start thinking about what could I have done differently? And that is a very bad place to be because already stuck in grief and loss and then to start feeling like um, it's your, it was your fault. Why and, don't you punish yourself a little bit in addition to everything <laughs> else you're going through, right? Yeah, and, um, and it, when, but, but again, like I said, you know, and that's why I, I know I've, I've seen enough through my work with David that there are a number of people who never move out of that stage. Um, but I didn't move out for me, I moved out for Pierce. And so, and so that, again, you know, having someone who kept me focused on a task that was about someone else instead of me, I think made the way, but it, in working with um, uh, Dave immediately, the first thing I, I realized was that I had lost, I had lost the connection to my self love. And, uh, and that, that allows you to, um, uh, to feel, to feel all the things that you shouldn't be feeling. And so by reconnecting to that, I was also able to connect to forgiveness. And the first step of forgiveness in this situation was to forgive myself. Um, and I did. And then to forgive, you know, everything associated with the situation. Because what I learned was, you know, these crises and, 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 and bad events in our life, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a choice. Uh, all the, our only choice is how we deal with them. Absolutely. And what I've learned, much like in talking to you, is that these are actually gifts. These, these obstacles and, and challenges and um, events that create 
uh, pain and suffering. These are gifts to enhance our ability to strengthen our soul and be a stronger spirit. And these are our, um, these are our, our, our learnings. These are, this, is, this is my earthly education. And I can go to class and I can work hard to accept these and find out why I had to deal with this and what I'm gonna do with it once I go through it. Um, or I could just sit in there and, and be stuck. That's right. But you just, you just named the Purpose for Grief and Rebirth podcast so that people know that they don't have to remain stuck. <laughs> Perfectly eloquently <laughs> inserted and you didn't even know. <laughs> David, I know people who come to work, uh, come to you from all over the world. So how do you work with them? I mean, like you're, you're seeing me on, on a Zoom and you're knowing everything about me already? Yeah. How, how do you work with people like that? Um, it's pretty funny. I've been doing this for a long time. Like before there was Zoom, there was Skype. I used to help people even on the phone um, in different parts. And you can just read people's energy really easily and quickly. Um, but <clears throat> it, everybody has to let you. Everybody else can't. Not everyone else can like you. I know. You I know they can't. But... I mean, we all have gifts and it's just my God-given gift. But I do teach people how to actually use all the gifts that they have at their disposal so that they can do basically a lot of the stuff that I teach them how to do. And it, it's really quite simple. But it's just, um, I learned to do it when I was a child, the basics. And so I just ask everybody to come along when you're, and just, be childlike basically and have fun because if you take it too serious nothing happens and nothing works but having said that there's one thing I'd like that Lilla didn't recap on and I'd like Lilla to actually put it in her words because she said that um, when Alex passed she said to her she said to Mount her um, Lilla would you like me to live in grief for the rest of, would you like me to live in grief for the rest of your life or be unhappy if you passed out? You put, say your words. You, Lilla, I'll just, well, that, was, that, was, that was actually after um, we started working together and I was trying to figure out what to say to some people that were, that were really blocked. And, um, and, and that, that was the second time she came to me and she said, ask them how they would want their mom or dad to feel if they had passed over at 18. Would they want them to die with them or would they want them to try and find the strength to find a path to heal so that they could live the life that they were intended to live? Um, and, uh, and I thought that was a really good point because when you, again, when you turn it around like that, no, I wouldn't want, have, I wouldn't have wanted my mom to certainly be where I was after Alex died for the rest of her life. Um, and so I think it does kind of give you it gives you another perspective on the forgiveness because they're, they've forgiven you. They want you to find joy again and to find uh, peace. And, um, and, and if you are open to it, they will come to you and they will, they will give you signs all the time of, uh, that they are around you and uh, that they're happy, that uh, the connection still exists. Even though the physical one is gone, the spiritual one is still there. Do and they're does Alex give you any special signs that you are um, 
that you get a lot? Are there particular signs you get from Alex? Oh yeah, she comes as a hummingbird. Yeah, I mean, she, at my, at my, uh, we have very, very good uh, family friends who, um, who she was in uh, two of their children's weddings. And then the third daughter was getting married the, uh, the year after Alex passed. And I had her uh, baby shower at my house and outside of where the baby shower was, a hummingbird sat in a tree for an hour. Oh my goodness. Never moved. Everybody took pictures of it. We all knew that it was Alex and she was at the baby shower or at the wedding shower. Well, there's plenty of things there that- Yeah, there's um, a lot. There's a lot of those. So many things. Like I had an Apple computer that um, I just bought when I was talking to Wallula one day and basically she blew it up because <laughs> she couldn't talk through it. So I had a, I had a, also had a, um, I can't remember, a HP. And as soon as I started using the HP, Alex came through on the computer. They love the, they love the electricity. They love the electronics. Yeah. So she didn't have any trouble um, communicating on. I mean, we got heaps of messages on the computer. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, this is, as, so after you, the reason I wanted um, Lilith to tell you her story was that because as you start to use your energy and your energy starts to move and your conscious starts to move and they move as one. So something really good happens then people smile because as soon as your energy and your conscious starts to move, you get messages that you've turned off and you start to smile and you, and you know that they're innately your messages. Yeah. Because, right you start to wake up again because your turn, all these things that you've turned off, you start, you start to experience again. So when we go through trauma or especially for people who've gone through loss, we have um, counter-transference. So when you, you often think that all the grief of others is yours. So when you go, say you go to the funeral, right? everybody experiences everyone wakes everybody's spirit wakes up when you've lost a child because they can all identify it with it or they somebody that they've known sure. when they lose when you've lost somebody it wakes up your spirit and start your spirit energy starts to move so you almost they almost are saying i would like my spirit to tell me what the hell's going on in me because they're disconnected yeah because your spirit is the one that tells you what the hell's going on. That's your intuition and instinct. Yeah. So often through counter um, interference, what happens is the people who are at the um, funeral basically dump all their crap on you. So you're thinking all this stuff that you should be in misery and blah, 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 but it's not yours. It's all the crap that you've soaked up while you're at the funeral which means it makes it very hard for you to shift in the first place because you've got all this grief for everybody else and you think it's yours, which is, which, is, which is sad because you can't even deal with your own grief. You've got to get rid of everybody else's crap and then before you can even deal with yours or you think it's yours, but really it's somebody else's, you know? You're walking so, around with their, and you're walking around with their. Yeah, stuff. and you're walking around with it, and Plus if you're hanging on to it, and you don't know how to deal with it, you know, you're stuck. And that's why, that's why I've, 
you know, work with help and parents heal. There's a lot of stuff. So the other thing is, I mean, and it's one of the biggest things and we all invest in things. So I'll give you, I'll give you a different perspective. So women who've had um, postnatal depression, you call it something else. Um, when you we, depression? Yeah, that's what you call it. We call it postnatal depression here. So as you have a child, you put so much love. It's all about investing, yeah? And everything is about invest because we invest in everything. Your job, your relationships, no matter what it is, you know? All your friends, you invest in everybody because you put so much energy and love into those people, yeah? And time. It means that when you, um, excuse me, it means that when you invest in somebody, there's an exchange, yeah? So what happens is when you lose somebody or you say you have, you put all this love into a child, often a part of the mother's energy and consciousness will actually go into that child. It's why people get postnatal depression. And what happens is as soon as you bring it back, you see people who couldn't even touch their child or love their husbands in bang, they're back to normal. It's, so it, it's, it's how our spirit goes and it gets shifted all around and everyone doesn't realize how damn important our spirit is. It's a tangible thing, but because everyone can't see it, everyone thinks, uh, you know, and there's no psychological, you know, there's a lot of, um, you try and tell a psychologist why you have this or you have that. And yet you can fix them up just like that half the time because there's all this spirit transference and you bring, get the spirit back. And the same as when you lose somebody, I've got to bring that, that part of you back from your loved one because it's hanging on. So as you bring it back, you give yourself permission to heal. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Tell me about your book, Conversations Through My Soul of Presence. Is that a um, I did write it a long time ago and it is a self-help book. And it's um, a lot of clients who I've, who I've helped have read it and they've got different perspective. But it's also to help um, people because as you read it, it does help, but it's not specifically about um, helping people with grief. But it does help you to find different aspects, but it's a, it's a very slow read because you can only read so much. Yep. And then that's it. And I tell people never to read it on the, on the bus or on the train because you might bl blank out while you're reading it because it's the, you, as you put your energy into something, the energy's in the book, yeah? Right, right. got it. But so the thing is, yeah, but it, it was a self-help book, but um, I wrote that so many years ago and now I'm just writing another one. I just got to get around to finishing it. Well, when you get around to finishing it, come back and let's <laughs> talk about it, David. I'm yeah. sure everyone would be very interested in it. And I want to talk to you both about the fact that you're the founders of Heart and Soul Productions, which develops retreats and seminars to support those who are ready to heal. From Bravo for people who are ready to heal. From grieving, trauma, stress, anxiety, depression, emotion, emotional and physical abuse, and more. What are workshop topics and what benefits can be obtained through the workshop exercises the two of you have created? One, one of the largest ones, and actually you didn't actually say it, is actually highly sensitive people. Um, people don't actually often realize they're highly sensitive and they're walking around getting pinged from everybody else. 
and they don't realize when they go certain places or around certain people, they feel like crap. And it's like, how does this happen? Yeah. But as we learn, everybody in a way is quite highly sensitive. So instead of not owning up to it and owning up that you are quite highly sensitive, well, society that, that looks down on people who are supposedly very sensitive. Exactly. But what you've got it? to do, what you've got to think of is if you're highly sensitive, you've got all these gifts and you don't know how to use them. So let me show you how to use them because right, you've got all right. this good stuff. So come on. Right. So instead of it being something like a burden, you turn it into some really great stuff and, and you have fun with it because it turns on like all all the entrepreneurs, what do they do? They use their intuition, their instinct. That's why they're successful. They don't listen to everybody else's crap. They listen to their own stuff. They, do, they beat their own drum. And that's the whole thing. Everybody has to beat their own drum to find what you're good at. It doesn't matter whether you're good at knitting or whatever you... I mean, you go paint or whatever it is. You find the joy of life. And that's the whole thing. And that's, and that's what life's about. But you also, once you start to do this work, we use subtle energy and we use neutral energy. It basically means that we listen to the stuff that really matters because physical energy doesn't tell you what's going on. It's your spirit energy that turns you back on. And I teach people how to use their soul, which sounds a bit weird. And everybody thinks, oh, cool. oh yeah, my soul is a sacred thing, but hey, it's your soul. You can do whatever you like with it. As you turn it back on, your heart gets the messages because where does your heart get the messages from? Your soul. But everyone thinks, oh, it's my heart, it's the end of the world. It's not. Your soul is. It's the one that tells you what the hell is going on. And if you don't use it, you lose it. So once you start to use it, you turn back on. That's why when I met Lilla, she looked like death warmed up. I mean, you wouldn't have <laughs> given her 10 minutes. Honestly. She looked like crap. And... It was like, uh, 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 you know, I mean, I should have taken the before and after shot. But I didn't know I was going to be working with her for years. But, so, um, but yeah, people often look to me and it's, they don't have to have lost a children. They don't have to have lost a child or that, you know? Right. So in your workshops, you, you help people, basically, you could say to get back in touch with your soul and to be able to hear this. And stuff. yeah, you get in touch with yourself. So you use what you have and you find all the innate parts and, and people, um, like I work for, with a strange mix of people, you know, like everyone from CEOs down to whoever, but everybody finds what makes them happy. And it also means that you find what is more like your self-truth you find where others are being telling you, you should be doing that and you should be doing this. And then all of a sudden you think, wow, I wasn't even listening to myself. Then you start to see what's actually going on around you. And it's like, you have this big wake up call. And like, I never saw that. And I was, oh, it's like a big, it's a big shock. Yeah. It's like you, when, the voice, when the voice inside of you becomes stronger than the voice That's outside right. of you. Because you're listening to your own consciousness. Your life. Yeah. And as I said before, because part of you is sitting outside, it can be easily, it can be easily affected. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you imagine senses and feelings of all you just sitting around here as soon as you walk into a crowd, um, you're not going to feel too great. Right. 
Well, I am fascinated by the fact that the two of you so graciously offered to create a special healing workshop event for our grief and rebirth podcast audience. So tell us what that would be like, because now our listeners are really paying attention. What would it be like? So we got, it would at least be um, four or more sessions. So we would have a series of four sessions. Yeah. 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 At least four, it may even be a couple more. But because I like to work with people a little while, not just one, not just one. So let's and, say 50 people show up for, yeah. for a healing event. How, what does that look like? And they're, and they're coming for a succession of sessions. Yes. So, so as, as, as you come through and you work with us, we teach you how to use all the energy, all the consciousness in your body, all your spirit. But having said that, we turn you back on basically. And we teach you how to use and find all the strengths that you have that you may not have even found. But you want to say something? Yeah, the the workshop um, that uh, we would do, we have done before a couple of times, and it's called Healing from Loss. And it's a combination of education and and experience. And so uh, David shares with people like what happens to your energy and your consciousness when you experience loss. And then the side effect of that is that when you, know, when you experience this kind of trauma and you, your, your love energy is someplace else, you feel like you're missing something you are because it's, it's left you. And then that leaves kind of a gap in you where you suck up other people's stuff. So it's compounded um, worse. And so the, he, he educates kind of what happens in loss. And then, um, and loss is, loss is everything. Loss isn't, Loss isn't just a child. Like any anything. Job, it can be. It can be anything. 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 And there's no. And there's no. Uh, there's no uh, band. There's no. Uh, there's no scale of loss. You know that's something that I. I talk to people a lot about because they think, oh, this is this loss is worse than that loss. No, everybody's loss is personal, and and I can't I can't measure your loss, and you can't measure my loss, uh, and it's not a good place to be either. Um, what you can measure is your is your healing, and again, you can only measure it to your benchmark. Only you know how you felt and how you're going to feel uh, tomorrow and and next year if you keep working on healing. And only you know what makes you happy. You know nobody else does. And we kind of fall into this. We have you know a lot of highly sensitive people, like like David said, pick up so many messages outside. People tell them to do this and that, and they do this and that, and they're not happy. Well, that's because it's not your information. Of course, you're not happy. Um, but once you, you know, get rid of all the stuff you're carrying around, and that's kind of what happens in the first in the first session is David helps people release all everybody else's energy. So it's an exercise you do with everyone. Yes. On the yeah. on the event. Yes. So do they get homework. Like the tweet say, okay, the following week it's another another session is coming. It's, it's different all the time. Everything's different. Yes. It's not just one. It's not you're just working hard, David. You're reading a lot of different people's energies and all. Well, work. there's a lot of, yeah, it's, it's really quite easy after a while. I mean, yeah. I've been doing it for so damn long, you know, because sometimes we have hundreds or a thousand people in a room. Wow. But the thing but is, everybody's energy actually everybody. can enhance the overall healing because some people are stuck in one place and other people are stuck in another place. And once they start uh, doing the energy exercises, they'll 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 swap a lot because it's um everybody kind of energetically or spiritually helps each other 
because they're all there with the same purpose, which is to heal. And, you know, spirit wants to heal. And so it can be, and, and it has been very um, powerful and profound for a lot of people that were, I mean, we have, we've had people show up, like we, we set up the times based on um, uh, time zones. So we had an event where we had people in uh, Europe and Germany, and, and then they connect, and then that was, that was connected to the Eastern United States. Um, and then the Western United States kind of goes all the way over to Australia, New Zealand, and up to Asia. So we, we set them up so that people can show up. And um, on regular occasions, much like you get emails, I would get emails the following day from people who it's the first time they've slept. It's the first time that they woke up and they didn't have, they weren't just, uh, you know, debilitated with anxiety. Um, they actually were able to, you know, get up and go for a walk and, 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 and you know, experience the world at some, in some um, uh, small way. So it, it's, I, I equate it to most people because like, I, like I, I didn't come from the energy world. So I have to take the data and I have to move it into an area that I can understand it. Um, I relate it to working out. Like when you go to go start working out, you get very tired and your muscles get kind of sore, but you continue to work out and you get stronger and, uh, and it becomes easier and you become healthier. And it's the same. Doing energy work is extremely tiring. Like I tell this to everybody, like the first, the, the, when you work with David, you are so tired afterwards. Do not plan on doing anything because your body just is so, um, is, is in a self-healing mode and you're very, very tired. Um, you wake up the next morning extremely refreshed, but the, the series themselves, and then it's a progression. So first you have to get rid of everything you picked up from everybody else. Then you have to seal all the holes from all the trauma that your energy field experienced. Then you can start to build your energy. Um, and then you open up this, the, the, the energy, like Dave was saying, like all the way from the bottom to the top, you go through a bunch of grounding exercises and every day you become stronger because you're, you strengthen your energy field. You protect yourself from um, events that could harm your, uh, your, your shield. And then you get your messages and they're very clear. Like the intuition, um, you know, what, what you should be doing every day comes very clearly. So Actually, people who don't ever hear anything, people who feel they're not attuned to spirit that what what is this they don't hear they suddenly after a workshop or to, during a workshop to be able to start hearing better messages that are meant for them that's they, right it, and it's not always hearing it it's could feeling. be feeling yeah it could be it could be you know because <clears throat> um just just an inner knowing like i think a lot of people say well i'm not hearing any messages okay but are you waking up kind of knowing like, is your heart taking you someplace? Are you feeling like, you know, you should be doing this thing or the other thing? Well, yeah, okay, well, that's it. <laughs> you know? It's not always such a direct, and that's why um, one of the classes David did early on was mastering subtle energy. It is subtle energy, it's subtle. And to your point earlier, you have to be quiet inside to hear it, or you just have to be in tune to whatever's going on around you to start to recognize the signs of what what's what's you should be doing what what is somebody else's information you know ask yourself when somebody says something wait, wait a second is, is that really what i want to do or is that what they want me to do 
um, and kind of retraining yourself to start going inside for the information because for so many years we kind of um, and a lot of us are raised going outside for information and that's normal but it's actually more um, it's more beneficial to go inside it just isn't natural um, and you know, I wanted to yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I want to point out one other thing that Dave would, would said earlier. If people, um, we actually had a, a, a woman that was a dean of a naturopathic school that came to one of David's events, and um, she had had a really bad brain fog after a car accident for years. And after working with David on multiple, I think she worked with him about a, a, a couple of months, she gifted him with a curriculum for his um, energy exercises. And it, in, on his website, we have her information and it's very good for like um, healthcare workers and teachers who are highly sensitive and, and, and she calls it the counter transference thing that Dave was referring to. But she has provided David's work in a very scientific methodology. So like as an educator would read and we've had people come to his workshops, submit the, the information for continuing education credits and have, and have received them in the healthcare industry. So people so, get continuing education credits from your workshops? From his workshops. And you know, it's the, the, she, like I said, uh, Dr. Uh, Beverly uh, created this curriculum. And because she was a dean of a naturopathic school, she knew how to write curriculum. And she wrote it in a way that it could be transferred into continuing education credits. And because she had done his work, she knew how to describe it scientifically. And so that, uh, that I just share that as a resource. You know, some people need raw data that data would have helped me when i was trying to figure out what was going on <laughs> because i'm a researcher i mean that, that's you know i, I gather information to assess right. situations right. so that, i just wanted to share that with you because it's on david's website um and it and like i said it, it it gives you some more of a scientific perspective on energy the biofield um and, and and how highly sensitive people pick up other people's stuff that's so fascinating. Yeah, the other thing is, Irene, we can teach everybody even right now how to use, how to actually ground completely different. It's called an active grounding, and we can show everybody how to do that if you'd like. Oh, we're, I'm going to, I am going to, uh, at the end, ask people to send me an email and let yep. me know their interest and how they, how they feel. I think this would be absolutely wonderful. And I, you're telling me all the reasons a person should want to heal that people don't understand that they're filled with blockages, that they, they will get such release that they're carrying around other people's stuff. But is there anything special to the importance of healing that each of you would like to say to our listeners? Instead of just going through life, you know, in your swamp and... Well, <laughs> yeah, something... Crap, as David would say. <laughs> something you said earlier, which I think was, is, is, a, is a gold nugget, is that um, what your son said to you. And, um, and it, again, it's kind of the reversal thing. Um, people, when you start to heal, those around you start to heal. And because we share energy with the people we love, when we start to heal, they start to pick up on that healing and they heal too. And so to your point, what your son said about seeing you um, heal, like, it brings joy to them yes. and then and, and it brings healing to them and so it's not just a individual experience you it's important to uh, like i said at the beginning it's important to start healing when you're ready to but the side benefits of healing yourself is that those around you 
who, who can't heal or are stuck, they start to follow you. They start to heal with you. And you can help move them out of their, their, uh, uh, their, their, where they are. And then those around you who love you, who um, are connected to you, they feel it as well. And so it actually, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a collaboration. Your, your work, in addition to helping you um, be whole again and experience life the way you are supposed to because you're here for lessons and you're here to have fun and enjoy life. And that doesn't mean that you're not gonna have issues. It means that they're gonna come along and you deal with them and you spit them out. And then you get stronger from that. But everyone around you, the collective group, the consciousness, everybody gets lifted and everyone's life becomes more calm and, and less anxious and more grateful. And why wouldn't you wanna do that? Think about the drama, how many people walk around oh. with so much drama, oh, uh, so many issues drama and releasing that what a legacy instead of leaving people the legacy of drama and trauma to leave them a legacy of joy yeah. it is the amount of people who have that much drama they don't they can't even listen to their own message yes it, it's it's really amazing how like it's one of the things that stood out that and lila mentioned it that um so many see i do do a lot of couples and then they get all of a sudden they start to hear each other totally different because they can actually hear what's actually the other one's saying and, and it, it starts a whole new relationship but it also means that like Lula said I have all these um, especially mothers who've, who've done the works done the workshops or I've worked with them one-on-one -on -one, they say after I work with you the next day I can't get rid of the kids and I said well isn't that great <laughs> And they said, well, yeah, but I can't get anything done. And I said, yeah, but you're healing them. And isn't that the best conversation you've ever had with them in ages? Yeah. And I said, well, what's the problem? That's right. They're missing, they're missing the whole point. <laughs> you're missing the whole point. You're getting communication. Point. You're passing on all these great messages to the kids. And because they can feel you've changed, they're scanned you and they say, okay, we want what you've got. But that's why they won't leave you alone. No, I mean, I have that personal story in my own life with all the healing that I did. I was able to help my mother to heal and my mother therefore worked with both of my brothers and my family had a tremendous healing also that changed our whole, our whole story. It's no longer a drama. No. So I want everyone to reach out to you. So tell everyone how to get a hold of you. And if you have any special offers for any of our listeners, go for it. So, so the first thing is, like I said, if, if there's enough listeners who want a workshop, we'll do a workshop at a very discounted rate and we'll do four sessions and, um, and, but it needs to be a, a large enough interest to ensure that we have the, the, and it will be via zoom and you have to be comfortable being on zoom in a group with people. So that's one. Um, and some people are, and some people aren't. The other thing is David does have one-on-one -on -one sessions where they are via Zoom as well, like he needs to be able to see your energy. Um, and he does a, a one hour private, and uh, that's usually $200. Uh, if, if they put in the code HEAL50, they'll get $50 off that. And he does a series of four privates for $600. And if they put in a HEAL100, they'll get $100 off of that package. You sign up right online on his website. He's got an automatic booking um, software that 
confirms it and then tells you how to prepare for it and then reminds you the day before and then reminds you a couple hours before the event so that you constantly have reminders. Um, and you know, any of those ways work. Also, oftentimes people have questions which they can email me at swansong2193 at gmail. Say it again, say it slower so they can all get it. Swansong, uh, yeah, swansong2193 at gmail. Uh, davidrouter.com, um, all of the davidrouter.com support emails, anything on his website that where you can ask a question, I get copied on those. Oftentimes I'm the one who responds because I know because David's working and I and I have a lot of familiarity with his work and I'm kind of his manager and as and, and his promoter. Um, and so people can reach out. They don't have to buy a session or participate in a workshop. I'm happy to talk to people, answer questions. Obviously, the goal is to try and get them to eventually find a path to heal. And um, and any way to do that is really what we're all about. You know, we 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 devote a lot of our time and energy to volunteering to help other people who can't. And, uh, and so I just wanna help people uh, any way I can. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I- We are I'm totally on the same page. <laughs> so, uh, and I have talked to numerous people over the phone and via Skype or via Zoom and, and just via email. You know, I, I, I want people to know that I'm, Dave and I are here um, uh, in any capacity you would like to reach out to us. Uh, it's safe. We're welcoming you. No questions, a bad question. No, you know, and, and, and any time is fine. You know, we will respond. No judgment, no judgment zone. No, no. There's no, no such thing as a silly question because no. um, whatever you think is relevant is probably relevant to somebody else. Of course. And, and like when people do work together, I do find they really help each other. Um, you might think you're in a state of grief or something or whatever, and you think someone else is going to pull you down or blah, blah, blah. But generally I find people help each other. I find people often when you're in a group situation of healing, they're a little shy to begin with, but then once one person starts yeah. opening up, every people start to, to follow because they do realize that they're, they're not as unique as they, as they think they are. No, and like everybody um, tends to sort of, then they swap emails and they tend to talk to each other and yeah. and they basically help each other as well. So, um, you know, it is a community, whatever, you know, as you come along and everybody, plus I help people balance and extras here and there and, and whatever. So it's not like we just leave you alone, Yeah. you know? Right. So it sounds like from what, each of you do is brings you tremendous joy. Is there any other tip that you have to find joy in life? Um, I'd like to show people how to actually ground actively just so they can feel their own energy. Um, but it, it also means that you don't take, because everybody's been through COVID, it means that you don't take on all the um, strain and the stress and anxiety of everybody else that's been around you because otherwise you're feeling everybody else as well so as you learn how to move your energy just a little bit and it's pretty simple um so i can show everybody how to do that if how cool if, would that be i think that'd yeah. be fabulous okay i think it'd be fabulous and how about you okay. lila any um anything that you have to say about finding joy in life because after alex died you were able to do that well, I said it in another way earlier, you know, um, by finding, by finding my path and 
doing this work, um, it's extremely rewarding in a way that no, no job, career, financial it, it can provide. Um, helping, and, and my personal joy ex expands to all those around me. And I just, I, you know, I, everything, everything related to this, I do in honor of Alex. And so that, that brings me uh, joy as well, knowing that every time I have a positive impact on anyone's life experience, it's in honor of her. And to me, there's nothing more joyful than knowing that. So that's the, the joy is finding what it is that you should be doing and, and do it regardless of what everybody else says and, and do it, you know, with passion and with love and, uh, and joy follows. It's, it's, the, it's like the currency of, of living your purpose is that, is that you get a return of joy and being grateful gives you joy. So it's, it's, a, it's a, actually a kind of a currency system that we, I wasn't familiar with, but is extremely powerful. Wonderful, and I'm totally with you with that. And all of you listening who don't know what your purpose is or don't, or don't know what it's about, it sounds like this would be a tremendous workshop for you to participate in. So I just am so grateful to the two of you. I think you're just terrific. And I think you're, Lily, you're, what a blessing your work with David and his incredible healing gifts have helped you to replace so much sadness, loss, and negative energy with such apparent self-love and gratitude. And David, what a blessing for you that Alex gave Lily that directive to bring you to the world. Now you're inspiring people with your workshops and, and uh, for Heart and Soul Productions, and you're helping so many people to heal and reconnect with the deepest core of their beings. You're doing incredible work and you're accomplishing your mission. And now we can all look forward to the special healing workshop that Lilla and David can create for Grief and Rebirth podcast. So be sure to let me know if you would like to participate in this workshop by emailing me at hello at ireneweinberg.com and put podcast workshop in your subject line. And if you'd like to make a comment about this interview or ask any questions, feel free to do so. And I'm going to say it again. Email me at hello at ireneweinberg.com and put podcast workshop in your subject line. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all grief and rebirth podcast episodes on ireneweinberg.com. And be sure to follow us and like us because we know you do on social at at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks again for joining us. And as I like to say, to be continued. Many blessings. And bye for now. Mm -hmm.